Section thirty one of Ulysses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ulysses by James Joyce. Part two The Odyssey. Episode thirteen Nausicaa. Part four Canon O'Hanlon put the blessed sacrament back into the tabernacle and genuflected and the choir sang laudate dominum omnis gentis and then he locked the tabernacle door because the benediction was over and father conroy handed him his hat to put on and cross cat edie asked wasn't she coming but jackie caffrey called out oh look sissy and they all looked was it sheet lightning? But Tommy saw it too over the trees beside the church, blue and then green and purple. It's fireworks, Sissy Caffrey said. And they all ran down the strand to see over the houses and the church helter-skelter. Edie with the pushcar with baby boardman in it and Sissy holding Tommy and Jackie by the hand so they wouldn't fall running. Come on, Gertie, Sissy called. It's the bazaar fireworks. But Gertie was adamant. She had no intention of being at their beck and call. If they could run like Rossies, she could sit, so she said she could see from where she was. The eyes that were fastened upon her set her pulses tingling. She looked at him a moment, meeting his glance, and a light broke in upon her. White-hot passion was in that face, passion silent as the grave, and it had made her his. At last they were left alone, without the others to pry and pass remarks, and she knew he could be trusted to the death, steadfast, a sterling man a man of inflexible honor to his fingertips. His hands and face were working, and a tremor went over her. She leaned back far to look up where the fireworks were, and she caught her knee in her hands so as not to fall back looking up. And there was no one to see, only him and her, when she revealed all her graceful, beautifully shaped legs like that, supply soft and delicately rounded, and she seemed to hear the panting of his heart, his hoarse breathing, because she knew, too, about the passion of men like that, hot-blooded, because Bertha Supple told her once in dead secret and made her swear she'd never about the gentleman lodger that was staying with them out of the congested district's board that had pictures cut out of papers of those skirt dancers and high kickers and she said he used to do something not very nice that you could imagine sometimes in the bed but this was altogether different from a thing like that because there was all the difference. 
because she could almost feel him draw her face to his, and the first quick hot touch of his handsome lips. Besides, there was absolution, so long as you didn't do the other thing before being married. And there ought to be women priests that would understand without your telling out. And Sissy Caffrey, too, sometimes had that dreamy kind of dreamy look in her eyes, so that she, too, my dear, and Winnie Rippingham, so mad about actors' photographs, and besides it was on account of that other thing coming on the way it did. And Jackie Caffrey shouted to look, there was another, and she leaned back, and the garters were blue to match on account of the transparent, and they all saw it, and they all shouted to look, look, there it was, and she leaned back ever so far to see the fireworks, and something queer was flying through the air, a soft thing, to and fro, dark and she saw a long Roman candle going up over the trees, up, up, and in the tense hush they were all breathless with excitement as it went higher and higher, and she had to lean back more and more to look up after it. High, high, almost out of sight, and her face was suffused with a divine an entrancing blush from straining back. And he could see her other things, too. Nainsook knickers, the fabric that caresses the skin, better than those other petty width. The green, four and eleven, on account of being white. And she let him. And she saw that he saw. And then it went so high, it went out of sight a moment, and she was trembling in every limb from being bent back so far that he had a full view high up above her knee where no one ever, not even on the swing or waiting. And she wasn't ashamed, and he wasn't either, to look in that immodest way like that because he couldn't resist the sight of the wondrous revealment half-offered like those skirt-dancers, behaving so immodest before gentlemen looking, and he kept on looking, looking. She would fain have cried to him, chokingly, held out her snowy, slender arms to him to come, to feel his lips laid on her white brow, the cry of a young girl's love a little strangled cry, wrung from her, that cry that has rung through the ages. And then a rocket sprang and bang shot, blind, blank, and oh! Then the Roman candle burst, and it was like a sigh of oh! And everyone cried, oh! Oh! In raptures, and it gushed out of it a stream of rain-gold hair threads, and they shed, and, ah, they were all greeny, dewy stars falling with golden, 
oh, so lovely. Oh, soft, sweet, soft. Then all melted away, dewily, in the gray air. All was silent. Ah, she glanced at him as she bent forward quickly, a pathetic little glance of piteous protest, of shy reproach under which he covered like a girl. He was leaning back against the rock behind. Leopold Bloom, for it is he, stands silent with bowed head before those young guileless eyes. What a brute he had been. At it again, a fair unsullied soul had called to him, and wretch that he was, how had he answered? An utter cad he had been, he of all men. But there was an infinite store of mercy in those eyes. For him, too, a word of pardon even, though he had erred and sinned and wandered. Should a girl tell? No, a thousand times no. That was their secret. Only theirs, alone in the hiding twilight, and there was none to know or tell, save the little bat that flew so softly through the evening to and fro, and little bats don't tell. Sissy Caffrey whistled, imitating the boys in the football field to show what a great person she was. And then she cried, Gertie, Gertie, we're going. Come on, we can see from farther up. Gertie had an idea, one of love's little ruses. She slipped a hand into her kerchief pocket and took out the wadding and waved in reply of course without letting him, and then slipped it back. Wonder if he's too far to... She rose. Was it goodbye? No. She had to go, but they would meet again, there, and she would dream of that till then, tomorrow, of her dream of yester-eve. She drew herself up to her full height, their souls met in a last lingering glance, and the eyes that reached her heart, full of a strange shining, hung enraptured on her sweet flower-like face. She half smiled at him wanly, a sweet forgiving smile, a smile that verged on tears, and then they parted. Slowly, Without looking back, she went down the uneven strand to Sissy, to Edie, to Jackie and Tommy Caffrey, to little baby Boardman. It was darker now, and there were stones and bits of wood on the strand, and slippy seaweed. She walked with a certain quiet dignity characteristic of her, but with care, and very slowly, because, because Gertie McDowell was tight boots. No, she's lame. 
oh. Mr. Bloom watched her as she limped away. Poor girl. That's why she's left on the shelf and the others did a sprint. Thought something was wrong by the cut of her jib. Jilted beauty. A defect is ten times worse in a woman. But makes them polite. Glad I didn't know it when she was on show. Hot little devil all the same. I wouldn't mind. Curiosity like a nun or a negress or a girl with glasses. That squinty one is delicate. Near her monthlies, I expect. Makes them feel ticklish. I have such a bad headache today. Where did I put that letter? Yes, all right. All kinds of crazy longings. Licking pennies. Girl in Tranquilla Convent that nun told me liked to smell rock oil. Virgins go mad in the end, I suppose. Sister? How many women in Dublin have it today? Martha? She? Something in the air. That's the moon. But then why don't all women menstruate at the same time? With the same moon, I mean. Depends on the time they were born, I suppose. Or all start scratch, then get out of step. Sometimes Molly and Millie together. Anyhow, I got the best of that. Damned glad I didn't do it in the bath this morning over her silly I-will-punish-you letter. Made up for that tram-driver this morning. That gouger McCoy stopping me to say nothing. And his wife, engagement in the country valise, voice like a pickaxe. Thankful for small mercies. Cheap, too. Yours for the asking. Because they want it themselves. Their natural craving. Shoals of them every evening poured out of offices. Reserve better. Don't want it, they throw it at you. Catch em alive. Oh, pity they can't see themselves. A dream of well-filled hose. Where was that? Ah, yes, mutoscope pictures in Capel Street. For men only. Peeping Tom, Willie's hat and what the girls did with it. Do they snapshot those girls, or is it all a fake? Lingerie does it. Felt for the curves inside her deshabille. Excites them also when they're... I'm all clean. Come and dirty me. And they like dressing one another for the sacrifice. Millie delighted with Molly's new blouse. At first put them all on to take them all off. Molly. Why, I bought her the violet garters. Us, too. The tie he wore, his lovely socks and turned-up trousers. He wore a pair of gaiters the night that first we met. 
His lovely shirt was shining beneath his, what, of jet. Say a woman loses a charm with every pin she takes out, pinned together. Oh, Mary lost the pin of her, dressed up to the nines for somebody. Fashion part of their charm just changes when you're on the track of the secret. Except the East. Mary, Martha, now as then, no reasonable offer refused. She wasn't in a hurry either, always off to a fellow when they are. They never forget an appointment, out on spec probably. They believe in chance because like themselves, and the others inclined to give her an odd dig. Girlfriends at school, arms round each other's necks, or with ten fingers locked, kissing and whispering secrets about nothing in the convent garden. Nuns with whitewashed faces, cool cloths, and their rosaries going up and down. Vindictive, too, for what they can't get. Barbed wire. Be sure now and write to me, and I'll write to you. Now, won't you? Molly and Josie Powell. Till Mr. Wright comes along. Then meet once in a blue moon. Tableau. Oh, look, who is it for the love of God? How are you at all? What have you been doing with yourself? Kiss, and delighted to kiss to see you. Picking holes in each other's appearance. You're looking splendid. Sister souls. Showing their teeth at one another. How many have you left? Wouldn't lend each other a pinch of salt. Ah. Devils they are when that's coming on them. Dark, devilish appearance. Molly often told me feel things a ton way. Scratch the sole of my foot. Oh, that way. Oh, that's exquisite. Feel it myself, too. Good to rest once in a way. Wonder if it's bad to go with them, then. Safe in one way. Turns milk makes fiddle strings snap. Something about withering plants I read in a garden. Besides, they say if the flower withers, she wears, she's a flirt. All are. Dare say she felt I. When you feel like that, you often meet what you feel. Liked me or what? Dress they look at. Always know a fellow courting, collars and cuffs. Well, cocks and lions do the same, and stags. Same time might prefer a tie undone or something. Trousers? Suppose I, when I was... No, gently does it. Dislike rough and tumble. Kiss in the dark and never tell. Saw something in me. Wonder what? Sooner have me as I am than some poet chap with bear's grease plastery hair. Lovelock over his dexter optic. To aid gentlemen in literary. 
ought to attend to my appearance my age. Didn't let her see me in profile. Still, you never know. Pretty girls and ugly men marrying. Beauty and the beast. Besides, I can't be so if Molly took off her hat to show her hair, wide brim, bought to hide her face, meeting someone might know her, bend down or carry a bunch of flowers to smell, hair strong in rut. Ten bob I got for Molly's combings when we were on the rocks in Hollis Street. Why not? Suppose he gave her money. Why not? All a prejudice. She's worth ten, fifteen, more, a pound. What? I think so. All that were nothing. Bold hand, Mrs. Marion. Did I forget to write a dress on that letter, like the postcard I sent to Flynn? And the day I went to Drimmy's without a necktie. Wrangle with Molly it was, put me off. No, I remember. Richie Goulding, he's another. Weighs on his mind. Funny my watch stopped at half-past four. Dust. Shark liver oil they used to clean. Could do it myself. Save. Was that just when he, she, oh, he did, into her, she did, done, ah. Mr. Bloom, with careful hand, recomposed his wet shirt. Oh, Lord, that little limping devil begins to feel cold and clammy, after effect not pleasant. Still, you have to get rid of it some way. They don't care. Complimented, perhaps. Go home to nicey bread and milky, and say night prayers with the kiddies. Well, aren't they? See her as she is, spoil all. Must have the stage setting, the rouge, costume, position, music. The name, too. Amours of actresses. Nell Gwynne, Mrs. Bracegirdle, Maud Branscombe. Curtain up. Moonlight silver effulgence. Maiden discovered with pensive bosom. Little sweetheart, come and kiss me. Still I feel the strength it gives a man. That's the secret of it. Good job I let off there behind the wall coming out of Dignam's. Cider that was. Otherwise I couldn't have. Makes you want to sing after. La cause est son. Tara, tara. Suppose I spoke to her. What about? Bad plan, however, if you don't know how to end the conversation ask them a question, they ask you another. Good idea if you're stuck. Gain time. But then you're in a cart. Wonderful, of course, if you say, 
Good evening, and you see she's on for it. Good evening. Oh, but the dark evening in the Appian way I nearly spoke to Mrs. Clinch. Oh, thinking she was. Phew. Girl in Meath Street that night. All the dirty things I made her say. All wrong, of course. My arcs, she called it. It's so hard to find one who... A ho. If you don't answer when they solicit, must be horrible for them till they harden. And kissed my hand when I gave her the extra two shillings. Parrots. Press the button and the bird will squeak. Wish she hadn't called me sir. Oh, her mouth in the dark. And you a married man with a single girl. That's what they enjoy, taking a man from another woman, or even hear of it. Different with me, glad to get away from other chap's wife, eating off his cold plate. Chap in the Burton today, spitting back gum-chew gristle. French letters still in my pocketbook, cause of half the trouble, but might happen sometime. I don't think. Come in. All is prepared. I dreamt. What? Worst is beginning. How they change the venue when it's not what they like. Ask you, do you like mushrooms? Because she wants knew a gentleman who. Or ask you what someone was going to say when he changed his mind and stopped. Yet if I went the whole hog, say, I want to, something like that, because I did, she too, offend her, then make it up, pretend to want something awfully, then cry off for her sake, flatters them, she must have been thinking of someone else all the time, what harm? Must, since she came to the use of reason, he, he, and he, first kiss does the trick, the propitious moment, something inside them goes pop, mushy-like, tell by their eye, on the sly, first thoughts are best, remember that till their dying day, Molly, Lieutenant Mulvey that kissed her under the Moorish wall beside the gardens. Fifteen, she told me, but her breasts were developed. Fell asleep then. After Glencree dinner, that was, when we drove home. Featherbed Mountain, gnashing her teeth in sleep. Lord Mayor had his eye on her too. Val Dillon, apoplectic. There she is with them down there for the fireworks. My fireworks. Up like a rocket, down like a stick. And the children, twins they must be, waiting for something to happen. Want to be grown-ups. Dressing in mother's clothes. Time enough. Understand all the ways of the world. 
and the dark one with the mop head and the nigger mouth. I knew she could whistle. Mouth made for that. Like Molly. Why, that high-class whore in Janet's wore her veil only to her nose. Would you mind, please, telling me the right time? I'll tell you the right time up a dark lane. Save rooms and prisms forty times every morning. Cure for fat lips. Caressing the little boy, too. Onlookers see most of the game. Of course, they understand birds, animals, babies. In their line. Didn't look back when she was going down the strand. Wouldn't give that satisfaction. Those girls, those girls, those lovely seaside girls. Fine eyes she had. Clear. It's the white of the eye brings that out, not so much the pupil. Did she know what I... Course. Like a cat sitting beyond a dog's jump. Women never meet one like that Wilkins in the high school drawing a picture of Venus with all his belongings on show. Call that innocence? Poor idiot. His wife has her work cut out for her. Never see them sit on a bench marked wet paint. Eyes all over them. Look under the bed for what's not there. Longing to get the fright of their lives. Sharp as needles they are. When I said to Molly, the man at the corner of Cuff Street was good-looking. Thought she might like. Twigged at once he had a false arm. Had, too. Where do they get that? Typist going up Roger Green's stairs, two at a time, to show her understandings. Handed down from father to mother to daughter, I mean. Bread in the bone. Millie, for example, drying her handkerchief on the mirror to save the ironing. Best place for an ad to catch a woman's eye on a mirror. And when I sent her for Molly's Paisley shawl to Prescott's. By the way, that ad I must. Carrying home the change in her stocking. Clever little minx. I never told her. Neat way she carries parcels, too. Attract men, small thing like that, holding up her hand, shaking it to let the blood flow back when it was red. Who did you learn that from? Nobody. Something the nurse taught me. Oh, don't they know? Three years old, she was in front of Molly's dressing table, just before we left Lombard Street West. Me have a nice pace. Mullingar. Who knows? Ways of the world. Young student. Straight on her pins, anyway, not like the other. Still, she was game. Lord, I am wet. Devil you are. Swell of her calf. Transparent stockings stretched to breaking point. Not like that frump today. A.E. Rumpled stockings. 
or the one in Grafton Street. White. Wow. Beef to the heel. A monkey puzzle rocket burst, spluttering in darting crackles. Srads and srads, srads, srads. And Sissy and Tommy and Jackie ran out to see, and Edie after with the pushcar, and then Gertie beyond the curve of the rocks. Will she? Watch, watch. See. Looked round. She smelt an onion. Darling, I saw your... I saw all. Lord, did me good all the same. Off color after Kiernan's dignums. For this relief, much thanks. In Hamlet, that is. Lord, it was all things combined. Excitement. When she leaned back, felt an ache at the butt of my tongue. Your head, it simply swirls. He's right. Might have made a worse fool of myself, however, instead of talking about nothing. Then I will tell you all. Still, it was a kind of language between us. It couldn't be. No. Gertie, they called her. Might be false name, however, like my name, and the address Dolphin's Barn, a blind. Her maiden name was Jemima Brown, and she lived with her mother in Irish town. Place made me think of that, I suppose. All tarred with the same brush, wiping pens in their stockings. But the ball rolled down to her as if it understood Every bullet has its billet. Of course, I never could throw anything straight at school. Crooked as a ram's horn. Sad, however, because it lasts only a few years till they settle down to pot walloping. And Papa's pants will soon fit Willie. And Fuller's earth for the baby when they hold him out to do ah-ah. No soft job. Saves them. Keeps them out of harm's way. Nature. Washing child. Washing corpse. Dignum. Children's hands always round them. Coconut skulls. Monkeys. Not even closed at first. Sour milk in their swaddles and tainted curds. Oughtn't to have given that child an empty teeth to suck. Fill it up with wind. Mrs. Beaufoy. Purefoy. Must call to the hospital. Wonder is Nurse Callan still there. She used to look over some nights when Molly was in the coffee palace. That young Dr. O'Hare. I noticed her brushing his coat. And Mrs. Breen and Mrs. Dignam. Wants like that, too. Marriageable. Worst of all at night, Mrs. Duggan told me in the city arms. Husband rolling in drunk, stink of pub often like a polecat. Have that in your nose in the dark, 
whiff of stale booze. Then ask in the morning, was I drunk last night? Bad policy, however, to fault the husband. Chickens come home to roost. They stick by one another like glue. Maybe the women's fault also. That's where Molly can knock spots off them. It's the blood of the South. Moorish. Also the form, the figure. Hands felt for the opulent. Just compare, for instance, those others. Wife locked up at home. Skeleton in the cupboard. Allow me to introduce my... Then they trot you out some kind of a nondescript. Wouldn't know what to call her. Always see a fellow's weak point in his wife. Still, there's destiny in it. Falling in love. Have their own secrets between them. Chaps that would go to the dogs if some woman didn't take them in hand. Then little chits of girls, height of a shilling in coppers, with little hubbies. As God made them, he matched them. Sometimes children turn out well enough. Twice naught makes one. Or old rich chap of seventy and blushing bride. Marry in May and repent in December. This wet is very unpleasant. Stuck. Well, the foreskin is not back. Better detach. Ow! End of section 31